online. Hey guys, how you doing today? I know that right now we were so impressed with our online service. Last week when Pastor Mike was preaching, I was able to kind of join with you guys a little bit. And it was so great to, to connect with you and to uh, see your comments on the side. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Hey guys, wasn't Pastor Mike awesome last week? That was such a great word. Uh, I, I was so blessed by that. And I'm so excited, you guys, for this morning. For those of you who are joining us online, and for those of you who are here with us in person, if you haven't been with us over the last few weeks, we really felt like the Lord put it in our hearts to kick off the year 2022 with the theme of abiding in his presence. And we felt like the Lord said, what we need you to do as Life Church is we need you to go really deep. I need you to go deep before you go wide. And so we've been spending the last three Sundays talking about this idea and this concept of abiding in his presence or abiding in him. And for those of you who haven't been with us, we kind of started with this big idea that the success of our faith in the year 2022 will be in direct connection to the health of our relationship with Jesus. Last, uh, a few Sundays back, I talked about this idea of the secret place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, right? We talked about this idea of the secret place that when you, when, you, uh, when you dwell in the secret place, you abide under the shadow and what that means. And then last week, Pastor Mike kind of kicked it off and talked a little bit about this idea that uh, disciples abide in God's word. And he talked about the difference of being a son or being a slave. And he talked about this idea that um, whom the son sets free is free indeed, right? This idea of being free in Christ. And then today, what we're going to be talking about is a little bit more of the process of, of abiding. So we've been talking a little bit about what abiding is. We've been talking about this idea of what it, what it means, maybe some of the benefits of it. But today we're actually going to talk a little bit about the process of abiding. How do you abide and how do you know if you're abiding in him? And we're going to deal with that today. How we're going to do that is we're going to read a scripture. And if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to John chapter 15. We're going to be hanging out in John 15. Uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 8 this morning. If I were to title my message, it would be called An Abundant Life. An Abundant Life. And what this is going to look like, you guys, is we're going to read the scripture. I got an intro for you. And then we're actually going to do a health check this morning. Does that trigger anybody? I don't know. We're going to do a health check this morning. And it's going to be awesome. I got six great questions for you to help you to know whether you are abiding in Christ, okay? But before we get there, let's read the scriptures. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And you are already clean, because the word which I spoke to you, abide in me, and I in you. Everybody say abide. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and, and, and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my 
disciples. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We come under the authority of your word, Lord Jesus. And we pray this morning, we thank you that your word promises that it will accomplish what it set out to do and it will not return void. And this morning, I pray that all of our hearts would be receptive and open, God. I open my heart to you this morning, Lord God. And I say, speak to me this morning, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord God, as I declare this word, Lord God, let me be a vessel that, that speaks your word in spirit and in truth in everything that we do, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come, fill this place. We ask it now in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been looking at my calendar lately, and I am in absolute shock with how quickly these months fly by. I mean, isn't it just crazy? Time just goes so quickly. And of course, we're still in January, and January is the first month of the year, and there's a lot of things that happen in January. One of the things that January is the month of is my birthday. Yes, that happened last week. It's true. Uh, January is also the month of my son's birthday back there next week, so that's going to be awesome. But the other thing that January is a month of for a lot of people is gym memberships. Right? Gym memberships. So I looked at some stats the other day about gyms, and I found this out. I found out that 14% of new gym memberships are in January. I found out that of those 14% new gym memberships, guess what? After six months, 50% of those cancel their memberships. Now, I remember when I was a young guy and I came back from, um, from my internship program in Seattle, and I remember at the time I, I got this job and there was this promo for a free gym membership. So I was like, sweet, man, you know, like, I want to look really good so I can, like, you know, attract a wife or something like that. And so I'm like, I got to do this, right? So I, I sign up for this gym membership. I think it was probably like a three-month special so they can kind of loop you in and get you to, you know, become a member and all this thing. So what happens is when you get a gym membership, you, you go into the gym, and part of the package was that they trained me how to use the, the equipment in there. And so I went in, and I had my training session with them, and I remember them giving me this card that says, you are a member of this gymnasium. And then I never went back again. <laughs> Can't you tell? Yeah, I know. So great, right? Actually, we got a, we got a, a workout bench in my parents' garage, and that's where I would work out because I could listen to my own music and I could do my own thing down there. I had a mirror down there. It was awesome. So I never went back to the gym again. But guess what? In my wallet, there was a membership that said that I belonged to this gym. But there was no fruit <laughs> there was no fruit, but I still got the beautiful wife, so that worked out really well. And, and uh, there was no health that came out of that gym membership. All I had was a card, and it said that I was a part of this gym. You know, it's possible to have a membership to something and have no benefits from it. It's possible to have a membership to something and have no connection to it whatsoever. To have a, a membership in name only with no benefits. Well, in this passage, Jesus is talking about this idea and this is what he says. He says, listen, he says, I am the true vine. And in, in, in John chapter 5, he says, and you are the branches. I am the vine and you are the branches. Now, when he's speaking to the Jews in that day, they would have understood this, this imagery because there were vineyards and vines all over the place. So right away, their mind would go, okay, I get it. You're the vine, okay, you're the main part of the, of the plant that comes out of the ground. The roots go deep and you come out and then out of that comes these branches and we are the branches, he says, you are the branches. This is an imagery that they would have been familiar with. But then this is what grabbed me in this passage, you guys. 
there's this idea of the branches coming out, and the branches bear fruit, and they have grapes that grow on them, and they have leaves that grow out of them, and all of this flows out of the vine into the branches. But this was interesting to me because Jesus says in John chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And he says this, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. This is the interesting thing to me. It is possible to have a connection with Jesus, but have no fruit and have no life. It is possible to be a branch that's connected into the vine, but have no fruit and no life. So how do we know what kind of branch we are? How do we know what it takes to become a fruit-gathering, a fruit-growing branch that's healthy and strong? Here's my big idea today. My main thought. My main thought. Apparently, I'm getting really predictable, so I changed my wording today from big idea to main thought. Here we go. My main thought today is the key to experiencing abundant life and fruitfulness is to abide in him and allow him to abide in you. You see, Jesus answers the question for us. He says, it's possible to be a branch that's not bearing fruit. It's possible to be a branch that's just kind of hanging out. And you've got this card that says that you're connected, but there's no benefits flowing either way. It's possible. And he says, this is what the key is right here. In, in uh, John chapter 15, verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Church, the key to a healthy and fruitful life in him is to abide in him. And this is what this looks like. You've got the vine, okay? And then you've got this connection. And when the connection is, uh, is healthy and strong, then what you have is you have a healthy branch, and the byproduct of the healthy branch is the fruit. Now, this flows both ways because if you see somebody that has the fruit of God in their lives, that shows that there's some health. And that health flows back into the vine. It flows both ways. And what is this fruit? Galatians 5.22, we're going to touch on this today. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. There's a fruitfulness that comes when you abide in the presence of God. And it's practical. It comes out in your day-to-day life. It shows up there. Well, this week... We're not going to deal with the fruit as much. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the fruit and the outcome of this. But today, we're going to talk about, again, that, uh, the mechanics of the connection to God. The picture here is a branch. And when the branch is connected, sorry, sorry, connection leads to fruit. The image of the vine and the branch is one of complete dependence and a need for constant connection. That's really good. The image of a vine of the branch is one of complete dependence and a need for constant connection. So it's possible we just found out to have a branch that's connected but not giving anything back or receiving anything from the vine. How do you know what kind of a branch you are? How do you know if you are healthy in your relationship with God? 
This morning, we're going to do a health check. Are you ready? I have six questions for you this morning to ask yourself. Now, this is, I want, as we go into this, I want to be very clear about something, okay? When I ask these questions to you, there might be something that I say that kind of tweaks something inside of you. You might get offended by some of these questions. You might uh, feel like, oh, man, that's, that's me. If that happens to you, this is not how you respond. You do not respond in shame. Oh, man, such a failure. No, no, no. If you feel something inside of you when we ask this question and it connects to you, I'm going to tell you right now, church, that is the grace of God that is reminding you of your need of him. And I want you this morning to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. If you are convicted by any of these questions, just just recognize something. That's the Spirit of God calling out to you and drawing you into himself. Okay, so we're going to approach this in grace. Are you guys with me? Okay, number one, first question. Is my heart soft towards the Lord? Is my heart soft towards the Lord? Ezekiel 36 and 26 says, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Psalm 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. What does it mean to have a hardened heart towards someone? Remember, all of this flows back to relationship, giving and receiving, growing together in grace. It's this idea of being uh, in communion with somebody, of having fellowship with one another, having fellowship with Jesus. What does it mean to have a hard heart? You know, I think of um, how easy it is. There's a couple things that can happen to cause a hard heart. Some of them are, are very overt, like offenses, bitterness that can arise within relationships, that can cause a hard heart. Another thing that's more subtle that I think happens to many of us is this idea of drift. That we drift away from each other. And you know where we're seeing it right now, church? We're seeing it in the world all around us. Because the environment that we are in right now is an environment of suspicion and fear. We are in an environment where people are able to take a stand for a certain subject and gather their friends and their echo chamber online. And we've never been in less community than we've been over these last two years. Can we just realize this? Can we just be aware of this? And so we've got the pro-vaxxers, and we've got the anti-vaxxers. And then we've got the pro-maskers, and we've got the anti-maskers. And there's all these, these camps now, now here, here's what happens. When you're not in relationship with people, when you're not talking to them, when you're not communicating, when you're not face-to-face with people having conversation, it becomes us and them. But when you are in communion with someone, when you are talking to them and understanding them, guess what? Now it's, it's us together. And maybe we have some differences of opinions, but I love this person. So we're walking together. Guess what? This can happen in a marriage. Drift. This can happen in any relationship. And guys, the key to a good relationship always is time, words, and actions. So now let's bring this back home. 
Are you spending time in the presence of God? Are you reading his word? Are you studying it? Are you, are you doing the things that he's called you to do? The fact that you're here today shows me that there's actions that are happening in your life. You're keeping your heart soft towards him. You're saying, God, create in me a clean heart. Soften my heart, Lord Jesus. Soften my heart so that I'm soft towards you. And I'll tell you what happens is when you're in relationship with somebody and it's a healthy relationship, then suddenly you can have some differences in opinions, but it's not going to separate you and divide you. When you're in a healthy relationship with people where you're communicating and you're in time, spending time with them and you're talking to them and you're, you're, you're doing things together, then suddenly, you know, if they say a statement, there's a, so much more grace for them. We live in a society right now that is about uh, sound bites and cancel culture. And I could say something right now that could offend so many different people. It could go viral online, and all of a sudden they could write me off if they don't know my heart in what I say. Do you know God's heart, and is your heart soft towards him? That's number one. Number two, am I walking in the light? Oh, I love this one. Ephesians 5, 8. It's not up there, but just listen to it. For you were once in darkness, but now you are now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. How do we do that? First John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So this idea of walking in the light is this idea of walking in authenticity with others. And walking in authenticity with the Lord. It's this attitude that says, God... See if there be any wicked way in me. Investigate my life and search me, O oh God, and know my heart and try me and see my anxiety, see my desire to do your will. It's this thing that says, God, I want to live a life that's wide open. See, in the darkness is where the sin hides. In the darkness is where the addiction hides. In the darkness is where uh, the, the coping mechanisms hide. But when we walk in the light and we know and we are known, there's freedom. There's freedom. Are there hidden places in your life? Are you in an authentic relationship with Jesus and other believers? I know this is something that I, I felt on my heart for this year. We were talking a couple weeks back, my wife and I, about what, some of the things we want to see for the year 2022. And my, one of the things that we discussed is I want authentic relationships. Where I can just be open and real with people. I can just share my heart. This is what I'm dealing with right now. This is what I'm struggling with. Guess what? Because we're all struggling and none of us is perfect. But he is perfecting us and his heart is for us. And he is calling us up to another level. And his desire is that we would walk in the light, open before God. God hears everything. Here's all that I am. The good, the bad, the ugly. I give it to you because I trust you. Because my heart is soft towards you. I know that you're for me. And so therefore, God, I'm going to open up my life to you. And I'm going to say, come have your way. Come and do whatever you want to in me. Is, are you walking in the light to abide in him, to abide in him? Number three, do I talk with God? Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. I love how Charles Spurgeon says this. He says, prayer is the natural outgushing of a soul in communion with Jesus. 
Prayer is the natural outgushing of a soul in communion with Jesus. How do I know if I'm abiding in him? How do I know if I'm a healthy branch? How do I know if there's going to be fruit that's going to come from this? One of the questions is, are you talking with him? Are you talking with him? It's an outflow of, of an abiding life. It's an outflow. Come on, you're, you're in the car and somebody cuts you off and you're like, Jesus, just help me with that and help me not to lose my temper and bless them in Jesus' name. Right? Come on. Like, you're, you're, you're at work and you're stressed out and there's so much going on all around you. You're like, God, just help me today. Help me to have a good attitude. Help me to work hard. Help me to treat people well. You come across people in your day-to-day life and they're hurting and the only thing you can think to do is pray for them. You know, I don't have answers for you, but I know God and I'd like to pray for you. Do you talk to him? And some of the prayers that you might be praying are this idea of, first of all, God, please be a part of my plan versus God, let me be a part of your plan. How are you praying? How are you praying? How about, God, please let me have my way versus God, let your will be done. My heart is soft towards you. I'm walking in the light with you. So I trust that you've got my best interest at heart. I'm going to walk with you. How about this one? I'm going to do whatever I want to do versus keep my ears attentive to your voice so that I can do what you want me to do. See the difference? Is your heart soft towards him? Are you walking in the light? Are you talking with him? Number four, am I walking in forgiveness? You guys with me? There's only three left. We can do this. Three left. Am I walking in forgiveness? Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Listen, when these first three are in place, okay, when we have a soft heart towards him, when we are walking in the light with him and we have opened up our lives to him in authenticity, Not saying, oh man, I got this figured out. No, 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 God, I need you every day of my life. Here's the stuff I'm wrestling with right now. Here's what I'm dealing with. And and then then also, when we're talking to him and we're, we're, we're sharing those things with him, we're in communion with him, what happens? We recognize how much he's forgiven us. We have a true understanding of who we are in light of his grace. And then guess what, church? That gives you the power to forgive other people. When you understand how much forgiveness you've been given, you have the strength you need to forgive others and to walk in forgiveness and, 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 and tear down that root of bitterness that could break into your life and tear down those relationships. Are you walking in forgiveness? Do you have any unforgiveness in your heart that God is convicting you of where you know that there's people that you need to let things go? You know, they always say, Unforgiveness is like taking a poison pill and expecting it to hurt the person that you're not forgiving. It only hurts you. Okay, here we go, guys. Number five, do I trust God? Do I trust him? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Oh, I love this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then finally, Psalm 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. 
Where have you put your trust? Come on, is your trust, I, lo- I love the way it says it here, summon chariots and horses. Those are like tangible things. Those are like things that you can hold on to. Oh man, I got this horse and he can run like you wouldn't believe. And man, if the enemy comes in, I'm going to be able to escape with my family because I got a chariot and a horse and that's what I'm counting on. Or are you going to trust in the name of the Lord your God? Man, I've got this, this, this cryptocurrency uh, investment and man, I'm telling you, it's going to take off and that's where my hope is. Or man, I've got this house that I bought and it's my investment and I'm going to hold on to that. Or, or I've got this job and it's so great and it's paying me so many so many great bills and he's doing is paying the bills i'm saving money you know i've got this career i've got this thing i've got this or are you going to trust in that or are you going to trust in the name of the lord your god are you going to trust in him come on because he's the one he's the rock he's the foundation he is the sure thing faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen come on we all know this one trust in the lord with all your heart Lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Do you trust him? Church, do you trust that God is for you? Do you trust that he's working in you? Do you trust that that he's going to take you from where you were and bring you to where he wants you to be? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? And last one here, you guys. Number six. Last one. Am I in pursuit of Jesus? How do you know if you're abiding in him? How do you know if you're healthy, if you're the healthy branch or the unhealthy branch? Am I in pursuit of Jesus? James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded You know, that scripture right there, even we can go back to that soft heart thing again right there with that, too. You know, if you're hearing that and you're offended by that, then your heart isn't soft before the Lord. But if you're hearing that and you're hearing God calling you to another level and you're hearing him calling you up because he's got your back and he's for you, then that is the most beautiful thing you could hear today. Oh, God, thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you for reminding me of that. And then Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Uh, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross regarding his shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Oh, church, that we might be a people that pursue him. That we might be a people that pursue his presence, that go after the things of God. Come on, I'm reminded of Psalm 24. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, who has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and favor from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Come on, are we a people that seek the face of God? Are we a people in pursuit of his presence? Are we a people who say, no, that's not good enough, what, what happened in the past? It's not, it was great, it was wonderful, it was wonderful, but there's more that God has for me. God has more for you. God has something for you to obtain, for, for you to pursue, for you to go after. Whatever stage of life you're, you're in, we go from glory to glory. We just sang it this morning, come on. He keeps on getting better. He keeps on getting better. Do you believe that today?
He's got great things in store for you. And are you in pursuit of him? Are you in pursuit of him? So my big idea today is that the key to experiencing abundant life and fruitfulness is to abide in him and allow him to abide in you. And so this is what we're going to do to close today, church, is we're going to do a personal health check. And I'm just going to read out these questions to you. And as I read out the questions, if you're online, I know we've got Becky online for prayer. If you need prayer for some of these things, you can also virtually put up your hand online. But if you're here in person today and there's something that, that one of the questions that just kind of grabs you and you say, that, that's me, that's where I need to jump in, then I just want you to raise your hand. And then when we're done, I'm just going to pray for you today that we would all walk in newness of life and that we would abide in him, that we would experience the health and fruitfulness that he has for our lives. Amen? Okay, here we go. Number one, is my heart soft towards the Lord? Ask yourself that question. Is my heart soft towards the Lord? If you say, there's been a little bit of hardness that's entered into my heart, and I've been kind of pulling away from the things of God, and I just know that I, I need to shift that. If that's you, you can just lift your hand. And then you can put it back down for now. We'll lift them at the end and pray for you again. Okay, thank you. Am I walking in the light? Maybe you've got some areas of sin in your life that you've been keeping hidden and in darkness. And you say, I don't want that anymore because I want Jesus more than anything. And if that's you, wherever you are, you can just put up your hand. And we're going to pray for that at the end. Thank you. Yeah, there's hands all over the place. Um, What about this one? Do I talk with God? Have you found that your communication with him has been lacking? And you haven't been spending the time with him that you know you should or, or that it's not a byproduct. It doesn't just pop out of you. And you say, I want to talk to God more. I want that just to become part of who I am. I see hands. Thank you. All over the place. Thank you. How about this one? Am I walking in forgiveness? Is there an area in your heart that you know that you need to forgive someone and you need to let that go? Today is the day. Today is the day. They're all over the place. How about this one? Do I trust God? If you can honestly look inside and say, I don't know if I trust him, but I want to. I recognize his greatness, and, I, and I, need, I need my spirit, I need my soul to come under that and to, to walk in that, to walk in trust in the Lord. Sometimes you just got to say, soul, why are you so disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Right? Amen. And there's the last one. Am I in pursuit of Jesus? If you say, Matt, I've been slow in my pursuit of Jesus. I haven't been coming after him. I haven't been going after the things of God. I've been going after my own things, and I want to turn myself back to him, and I want to seek him with all my heart. I want to go after the things of God. I want to be a God chaser with my life. If that's you, hands up. All right, now, everybody, let's just all put our hands up here for a moment. I'm just going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your presence in this place, Lord God. Thank you that you draw us to yourself, Lord Jesus. And thank you, Lord God, that we are a part of you and you are a part of us, Lord God. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be a church and a people that abide in your presence, Lord Jesus. That we would remain in you, Lord God. No matter what comes our way, Lord Jesus, we pray that we would be grafted in and strong, Lord Jesus. That there would be life flowing between us, Lord God. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would do a deep work in us, Lord God. Help us to have a soft heart towards you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, help us, Lord Jesus, uh, to, to walk in the light, Lord God. Help us not to walk in darkness, Lord God, but help us to walk in the light, Lord Jesus, and, and, and to be authentic in our relationship with you. Forgive us for our sins, we pray, Lord God. 
Father, help us to communicate with you, Lord Jesus. Let it become a byproduct, Lord Jesus, and and the natural outcome of our healthy relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for areas of unforgiveness in our hearts, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would work in us, Lord God, and give us the grace. Thank you for reminding us today about that. And Lord, help us today to walk in forgiveness towards others because we've been forgiven so much, Lord God. Father, we pray that you'd help us to trust in you today, Lord God, and put our hope in you, Lord Jesus. We declare right now that some may trust in their jobs, some may trust in their homes, some may trust in their investments, some may trust in their relationships, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. We will trust in your name, Lord God, because you are good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And finally, Lord Jesus, we declare that we will pursue you. Oh, Father, let us be a people that pursue you. Let us be a people that set our minds on you and go after it, Lord God. Let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, that we may obtain that for which you've obtained us, Lord God. We pray today, Lord Jesus, that we would look to you, Lord Jesus, and we would catch a fresh glimpse of you and a vision of your greatness, Lord God, that would draw us in and help us to be faithful people who pursue you in everything that we do. We ask it now. We pray for everybody here and everybody at home. And we pray it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.